Hello, I'm James Batchelor, and you are listening to the GamesIntry.biz podcast. I'm joined this week by... Uh, Chris String. Chris String. Publisher uh, of, uh, of GamesIntry.biz. Indeed. Um, person who helped sort out all the uh, special projects and events and stuff, and of course still do editorial as well. You're a man of many hats, sir. Yeah, I'd... Uh it depends on the week. <laughs> it depends on the week. I could be writing pure editorial. I could be running an event. Um, but we all do it together. Maybe. Yeah. We're all in it together. Um, there's only really one thing to be talking about. That's, that's a lie. There's not one thing to be talking about. But the main thing that people have been talking about over the last week or so is the controversy surrounding, surrounding Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption. All stemmed from Dan House's comments that a number of people, he later said a small select senior team, have been working 100-hour weeks uh, this kicked off the the usual ongoing discussion of crunch in the industry. Now, we're not going to go into depth on whether or not this is justified, whether or not um, Rockstar should probably be doing isn't. that. It, it, it probably isn't. <laughs> probably fair, isn't. It's probably isn't. Like, Let's but, not work 100 hour weeks. But it, it's been discussed in, in great depth over the last week. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time it's come up. Sadly, I don't think it's going to be the last time it comes up. But it's more a question of, right, this feel this feels like a moment. This feels like a a key moment in the discussion of crunch. Where do we go from here to kind of preventing more crunch? We we obviously ran an article uh, back on Thursday Friday, how to actively prevent crunch in your studio. Mm. Like what what more can studios be doing to protect their workers? I guess. Yeah, it's the um, it's, it's it, it, oddly. Um, also, can I say it's a bit odd that a uh, rock star game comes out and this controversy is like well, of course. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's what, that's kind of it's in the name but of all the weird it's not something that you'd necessarily expect but um, it's interesting that actually they sort of kicked off as we were announcing the winners of the best places to work awards um, I know we didn't announce it the week before but it it surprised me because the reason why we do the best places to work awards isn't actually because we think every company in the games industry is amazing quite the opposite there are amazing companies in the games industry and we, we sort of pull it together because we think um yeah, part of it is to celebrate great companies, right? But but also a chunk of it is these companies do things right, and we're in, we're in a, we're a maturing industry, but we're still quite young. We get things wrong, uh, you know, including this week. This week, um, and it's not just crunch; it's everything. You know, diversity is not right, and 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 our, you know the way we we approach stuff. It's, it, we're still a uh, you know stuff around telltale and job security. The way yeah. that people are credited in games, it's like. We don't. We get so many things correct, like well ahead of our sister industries, and then there's some things we get the fundamental stuff we get wrong, and it's a case of trying to educate ourselves and improve it. And that's um, so. When you talk about crunch, um, everyone goes, "Oh, it's just about good project management," but that's so hard in games, so particularly AAA games, when you've got so many different um, components. You know, a problem in one area somewhere down the chain, and one small team in. I don't know, uh, uh, Vancouver or something suddenly has a massive effect upon mm. an entire group of people working in North or Lincoln, or and it and it's and you can see where it can go wrong. Um, I actually think, and Eve Gillamo said this a couple of years ago. The best way he didn't talk, wasn't talking about it as cr- crunch necessarily, but in film, but there are exceptions to this. But in film, they tend to finish the movies way before release. They, they might be tinkering with a little bit, they yeah. might be messing around with the CGI slightly. But generally speaking, that movie is finished. You know, they're showing it to people in the summer. You know, they, they've got people look, you know, looking over it and things like that. Like, that film is done. That always that always throws me. I mean, film is obviously a very different industry. But you you'll read like you know, Star Wars or Bond or something. Will will be like four to six weeks filming in the winter and then it's not out till the following Christmas. Yeah, like, I get post-production takes forever. And yeah, you want to get it edited just right and the music and all that. Yeah, I get it. 
but they are often finished well in advance. And I, if, if games can find a way, because it's the, it's the deadlines, right? If the games yeah. can find a way to um, uh, adopt a similar model where, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful? I mean, take Quantum Break. I always love using Quantum Break as an example because it's a rare game that was finished five months before it came out. <laughs> yeah. Because Microsoft quite understandably looked at Q4 and they went, this Q4 is a bit busy. Let's move Quantum Break into the spring. And, and Days Gone is going to probably benefit from something similar which has mm. just been announced. And you're in this situation where, um, yeah, the development team can still work on it and tinker it and polish it and polish it and polish it. But really, most of them have done with it now. Nobody's crunching. Um, and the marketing team's building up the marketing. They've got the full game. They're demoing the game to critics well in advance and previews um, because it's all ready, right? It's all nice and mm. ready. Everything's perfectly done and tuned. And, and, um, and you think that would, be, that would be a wonderful way. And I don't expect it would require some fundamental changes to how we operate as a business really to get to a position where we can we can do that but it, it, I think the solution really is setting more realistic deadlines and you know planning that as you know plan for things to go wrong we do all the time we plan you know we, if you look at our even on like a editorial but if you look at our Trello boards which is where we use we, we put in all our features and what we're planning to run in the week we expect half of those not to happen, um, um, but we even with that happening, we still got. We know we have a certain minimum amount happening every day. And yeah. it's just I just. I mean, look, that, that's not to you know discredit any, any studio that is doing crunch is probably still planning for things yeah, to go wrong. Yes. Like, obviously, like, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I I think you're right. Like realistic deadlines might help. I think we're starting to over the last few years, we're seeing a lot more, particularly in the AAA publishers, like announcing games just a, you know six months before release. For example, mm-hmm. like, yeah. that can help. That and particularly if it's a game, okay, Assassin's Creed Odyssey only announced it at E3. It's out in October, like you know, five months later. Now, obviously, we know that that's been in development for three years because the Quebec team started working on it as soon as Syndicate was finished. So, to be fair, you knew they knew roughly when it was going to come out. But things like Skyrim or Fallout Four, Fallout Four. That was announced, and then six months later was released, or not even six months later was released, and there had been no expectation of Fallout Four, so therefore there wasn't that pressure of, well, th- there wasn't that external pressure of we know that people are going to be expecting Fallout Four in this month of this year. Therefore, people were probably expecting a new Assassin's Creed, even if it was just investors were expecting a new Assassin's Creed this October. Well, that's the problem, but, isn't it? Is investors? You, yeah, Ubisoft and Bethesda are different companies. You know, Bethesda. You know, I'm sure their banks won't be entirely happy with it, but they can. You know, they're not going to get their share prices aren't going to fall heavily mm. if they announce a major game that was due out at Christmas is no longer coming out at Christmas. Yeah. So they've got their they've got their numbers they need to hit and markers they need to hit. So yeah, d- short shorter deadlines is an interesting is an interesting you know shorter and from announcement to release because then it reduces the pressure. But I actually think the other thing that was mentioned in that article is actually feature creep. In that, yeah. oh, let's chuck in this extra feature. And we don't realise when you get knocking that extra feature, it, it creates extra work for every single team, and it needs to be tested. It needs to be. And the, the good news is about the way games are made today is if you do have this cool extra feature, oh, I'd love to add this into the game, but oh, is it going to affect our deadline? Is it going to mean we're going to be running, working a little bit harder in the week before it? And they're debating whether or not it's worth putting that extra pressure on the team. But in today's world, you can do that feature after the games come out. Yeah, like, you can patch it in. Spider-Man's like, yeah. new game plus mode, right? You know, yeah. it's like they thought, well, that probably should have been there at launch, but uh, they couldn't get it done in time. So they didn't get it done in time. They yeah. just went, well, we'll do it afterwards. And you know, I'm sure you know that's you know there are some gamers that don't like the idea that games are never that's, finished. That's becoming a lot more popular as well. Like you know, like things like you know, particularly within the new game plus mode, like games. That, 
updates that completely change or dramatically improve the game. So things like, as a random example, Vampire by mm-hmm. Focus Home Entertainment, they released kind of a, a new game plus that allowed you to have a kind of a more of a story mode with less focus on the combat or a really, really difficult mode. Again, yeah, that's the sort of thing you would expect in a launch. Some people might expect in a in the product at launch, but they patched it in a good few months later. Like the, there is that scope. I wonder. We're going back to what you said about investors. I wonder if Red Dead, um, they just the investors, the pressure from investors meant they couldn't delay any further. It's already been delayed. What it was it a year, year and a half? Yeah. Like it was originally going to come out fall twenty uh, autumn sorry fall Americanism sorry um, autumn 2017? It was last year. It was last year. Yeah. So they and then they delayed it to the spring and then they delayed it to October. I wonder if they could not. I I, I say I wonder if they could not afford to delay it any further. But GTA Online is obviously still making money hand over fist, so it's not like they're short on cash. Yeah, I, I suspect Take Two actually pretty good as a company at you know saying to investors, the "Game's not ready yet." Right? Yeah, and just going. We'll push it out, um, and I'm sure that, um, and you know, and they're all pretty good at that. They have had a really quiet time. You know, two K were one point turning out a triple A game every year. In the last couple of years, they've done very little. And I dread to. That, I'm not saying the PR and marketing team aren't busy, but they haven't had a. I mean, I use two K, but it's take to the whole division. You know, it's WWE and NBA, WWE and NBA. Yeah. And there's normally something else in there. Um, maybe a Thuraxis game. There's normally a Mafia or a, or a Bioshock or a Borderlands um, or a Rockstar game, but they haven't had one in a very long time. So mm. I suspect there was a bit of pressure that's needed to come out this year. You can only delay a game so many times. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's, the game's in. Obviously, the crunch is not good. It's really not good. It tires people out. Um, they get burnt out. You don't want people leaving the industry. You don't want people being tired. You want people missing important life moments, right? Uh, when you read those little comments about, you know, so many people, you know, ha- you know, gave up on missed birthday parties and stuff. Yeah. Like that, no, that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. But at the same at the same time, you are. I think I don't think there's anyone in Rockstar like who are making what may be the biggest entertainment launch. Of you know for for, for might be the biggest entertainment launch of the year um, uh, is expecting to do a bit of overtime as we approach the launch. I think yeah. everyone would expect that to a degree, particularly when it comes to just fine tuning the last little bits and making it perfect for for launch. But it's it's there's a difference between doing a little bit of overtime at the end of a project to. Um, Working hundred hour weeks, yeah. <laughs> or, and you know regularly, and even even if you're like, you know, as as Dan Hauser claimed, like um, the hundred hour weeks only referred to you know a small senior team of four people doing intensive rewrites on the story and tweaking and improving the story, and and even maybe like the in game dialogue, and I'll get onto that in a second, um, but. As Emily Grace Buck said, uh, Sweden Game Arena last week, with you know ex Telltale narrative designer, narrative director, I can't remember which. I apologise. Um, she said, like, yeah, like the rewrites that they make in those hundred hour weeks have a a you know cascading effect on everyone else. Like yeah. they they change one line of dialogue that affects the voice acting, the animation, the scripting, like the cinematics, absolutely everything. And from what I've heard about the scope of the game, because since the Rockstar controversy all started and the you know, 100 hour week comment happened, I've actually started reading up um, previews and listening to a few podcast impressions of Red Dead Redemption 2. I was already looking forward to the game. I was now intrigued as to what warranted this level of labor. And the stuff they're doing with the game sounds incredible. So it was kind of alluded to in the, the gameplay trailers they released, the idea that you can interact with absolutely everybody in the world, that everyone you meet you can you know greet friendly or 
provoke with your you know by holding a gun or threaten or whatever you can take a different stance and have and approach everyone with a different attitude and some of these people if you befriend them or if you you intimidate them will lead to quests and missions and stuff and they're, they're trying to drive forward the kind of the open world model the example i heard and, and genuinely quite appeals to me is kind of similar to fable where you used to Fable had a very, very simplified version where you walk up to someone and fart and they have a, a negative reaction to you, whereas you walk up to them and give them a high five, they have a positive reaction. Rockstar is trying to take that concept and expand it so that it actually creates lasting relationships with completely random NPCs and leads to quests that don't just require you going to a person where it's just marked on the map, seeing a cutscene, and then going off. Now, listening to that, that's a game I want. That's, some, that's where I want to see the open world genre go. But I don't want to see people burning out, burning themselves out to do it. So I kind of, how do we, I want to get this game, but I don't want to see it have this human cost. I guess. I guess it, but that's all comes down to it. All comes down to planning, right? So if if that idea was in the beginning of the game development, um, and it's a good producer and a good project manager and all those sort of people look at it, right? We want to do this super complex AI thing with all these characters that fundamentally change the game world. This is going to be a massive job. And then they get all the team in, they look at it and they go, right, it's, that's probably going to take us like, two, three years, you know, however long it will take to get this, you know, properly down right. And that's what you plan in. The problem you have is when it's when the project's already started, it already has an end date and a deadline yeah. or whatever. And then they go, should we should we should do this, shouldn't we? And then it's like, yeah, but should we do it? I, there's a great, I'm not going to mention the name, but there's a game that came out a little while ago, um, a long time ago. It was a Doctor Who game. And um, it was rubbish. Of course, of course, of course it, was. it was Doctor Who game. It was, it was... <laughs> I, you know what? Actually, it wasn't entirely rubbish. Um, the first get version, first game released was. Um, it was. It was a. Um, <clears throat> it was the first platform that came out. It was pretty poor, and um, the reason for this is the games team started making the game, and they decided, you know, we're just going to have. We're not going to have the voice actors in it. We're just going to have. It's just going to be like all animated scenes, and um, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, the gameplay. It's going to come out on this one platform. Uh, maybe to, it's to, what, yeah, to PlayStation and PC, I think, and it's going to come out on these platforms, and it was going to be. Well, it's over the course of that game development. They went, well, let's put it on PSP as well. Okay, let's do that. And it was like, oh, hang on. Should we get Should we get the doctor in? Should we get the companion to do voice actor? You know, we might as well, you know, fully motion capture them, which is all well and good. But the deadline stayed the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the team size stayed the same. And this is where they said, well, you can do it within the same time frame, can't you? And the answer is no. And I'm, I'm learning this right now because in gamesindustry.biz, the way it operates, we operate, is we're a... Um, uh, we're part of a media brand called Gamer Network, but we've, got, we've recently been acquired by Repop that runs PAX, and they're asking us to do loads of cool things. They, they want, are, not, are not demanding it. They're asking, hey, do you want to do it? And we want to say yes to all of it. And then after a while, we start looking at all these things that we're doing, and we're going, actually, actually, you know what? <laughs> you know, I'm not entirely sure we have the capacity to do that, and I'm not entirely sure that it's fair to even suggest that anyone works a little bit yeah. longer than, than necessary to get it done. So Again, and not, that, not without affecting the quality of the other things we're doing, like the website yeah, on a yeah. daily basis, yeah. So what what's required from a good management is to push back a little bit, is to go say, look, look, yes, we want to do this, but no, we can't, based on the parameters that are in front of us now. If you want us to do this, extend the deadline if you want us to do this give us some extra resource mm. and we'll deliver it um, and that's and that's the key and I'm not saying Rockstar isn't doing that by the way I have no, no idea I don't work in Rockstar I only hear the stories and you know interestingly it's con conflicting um, people people who were in the studio and mm. how they think and feel about it um, well, just dial back the scope a little. Like, I'm not suggesting you know like make a smaller world with less fewer gameplay systems I'm not suggesting that at yeah. all 
I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the example that kept on coming up on Twitter when this story first um, aired was, aired, <laughs> first, first emerged, mm-hmm. was the horse testicles. If you gallop into a colder area, your horse's testicles in Red Dead Redemption 2 will shrink. <laughs> gallop into a warmer area. That would have been they, someone's job for expect. a prolonged period of time. This is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, how many man hours went into shrinking testicles? Is that needed? Genuinely, how many times have you gone into an open world game and looked and thought, where are my horse's testicles and why are they not growing or shrinking? Like, I, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned by the, the level of detail that goes into these kind of games. There was a, someone did a video of Assassin's Creed Origins, some of the details you would not have noticed. Simple things like if you're in photo mode and you zoom in on your horse's or your camel's eye, your mount's eye, the scenery that they're looking at is reflected in that eye. That is absolutely incredible and very impressive. But when are you ever going to notice that while galloping around stabbing people? And it's like, it, I'm all for this industry and, and the, the medium becoming as detailed and high quality. And Rockstar, to their credit, have always tried to push the boundaries of what a video game can be in terms of quality and scope. But you have to question, is it necessary if, that, if that's what you're doing to your staff? Oh, yeah, no, the answer is no. It, it, yeah. It's just bad. That's how it all comes down to planning and yeah. and deadlines and making sure everything can be done in the time frame. And preferably, you've given yourself massive wiggle room for you know things to go wrong. But that wiggle room shouldn't be. Oh, we've given ourselves an extra six months just in case you know we have a problem or whatever. Someone leaves or something. It, what you don't want is um, is people go. Oh, we've got ourselves an extra six months. Oh, we can chuck in this extra feature. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the issue. Isn't that it? Yeah. you want to you want to make sure someone's very resistant to all of that. Um, and yeah, I, I give people Rockstar. This game's been developed for a long time. You know, it's been people forget. Not, I don't know if they do actually, but this is the first Rockstar, new Rockstar game coming out on this generation of consoles. It's yeah. mad. We're at the end of it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we've not had a Rockstar game. Um, so it's been in development for a long time, and I think we are moving to a world where, well, actually, game AAA game developers are releasing one game a generation as opposed to. Mm. As opposed to you know multiple titles, you know those days are going, um, and that might relieve some pressure. It might be able to, it might be able to um, delay things a little bit more. But as I say, there's lots of solutions to crunch. There are companies that do really well. Best place to work was Criterion. They're really proud of their zero crunch culture. Yes, they mm-hmm. really like and Hutch Games and Wish Studios and there were tons of creative assembly. They didn't say they didn't do any overtime, but they said you know they they work ridiculously hard to stop it as much as they can. Yeah. And these they've all they've all got lessons and tricks and tips and. I think what I hope we'll start seeing more as the industry talks to each other more and shares ideas and passes things across is that they all learn how to manage these super complex projects, you know, and work out whether or not I think someone had to test those horse testicles as well. Yes, <laughs> someone yeah. had to someone had to wander around into every different environment and keep an eye on the on the testicles. It's yeah, um, and hopefully they'll share these ideas in the industry. And but you see it in everything that industry is doing. I think I think the reaction to it's been really good. Um, yeah, I think, definitely. I think everyone getting a bit angry about it. Um, Rockstar's initial reaction to it as well, in terms of at least reported reaction to it about trying to get better, and other companies sort of coming out and other game developers talking about their crunch experiences and mm. and. Um, and uh, uh, and the way we're culturally trying to change the tone of it. I remember, you know, for years I've told you this story loads of times. When I worked in games testing, I was kind of proud of the the week I spent working on Ratchet and Clank as a games tester, and worked, you know, seventeen, eighteen hours on a few of those days that week. I was yeah. like, oh, it was amazing. We've got it's amazing. We've got in at you know seven in the morning. We're there till three, and we're eating pizzas and all this kind of. Oh, so cool. But actually, it wasn't cool, and I shouldn't be saying it's cool. No. You know, it, it's 
it, it sets a different. It, it's it's hindsight that that teaches you that though, yeah. and hopefully it's, it's it's those who are having that hindsight and thinking, no, this is actually not right. That that passing on that learning to the younger generation of developers mm -hmm. the, you know the because there was a lot of talk about oh, was the, the the 20 somethings who are voluntarily you know with passion they're passionate about the project so they're staying voluntarily like actually taking them aside and saying you are aware you should probably be going home yeah, or yeah. you should be taking give yourself a break like actually you know as much as much as looking after your staff, encouraging your staff to look after themselves. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it'd be interesting to see the the reaction to Red Dead. It comes out this week, mm -hmm. um, so it'd be interesting to see if this is kind of factored into reviews, but also how well it sells. Uh, Retail is obviously looking very much forward to Red Dead arriving. You know, almost almost regardless of of anything around it, it kind of needs Red Dev on shelves at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's it's been a. Well, I, I write a lot about the UK retail scene in particular, global as well, but. It's been a horrible year for games retail, um, and you know the numbers perhaps make, don't sound that bad. You know, volume sales are down six point two percent this year. You know, revenue sales down two percent this year so far. But you need to remember that Call of Duty came out. Normally, Call of Duty is not out at this point. Yeah. Uh, normally, Assassin's Creed well, might have just launched, but generally, Assassin's Creed isn't out at this point either. And not Assassin's Creed is the biggest. It's big, but it's not often the biggest games. But you look at the sales of FIFA, you look at the sales of Call of Duty, and I'm not saying that they're down, they are down, but they're, not, they're down 50%, 25% in terms of box sales. That's the thing, it's, it's box sales, isn't it? We're, we're, this, this comes on to something you've been working on for years, like the whole the need for digital data and yeah. the need for digital sales data. Because as far as we know, these may well be selling better overall. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if they are selling better. Only because, is okay, if it was 50% down compared to a game five years ago, I go, oh, that could have been made up digitally. Yeah. We're talking 50% compared to a game released last yeah, year. Now, true, digital yeah. may have accelerated quite a bit, but it's not that in size. Um, but it's not, you know, Granger Games closed this year. That was 70 odd shops. Um, uh, Toys R Us closed this year. Game Center, that was, well, I think it was six or seven stores in Scotland. I loved those guys. I used to win the MCV award for best indie retailer every year. Wonderful, they had closed this year. Um, and you know, game have reduced a load of stores as well. Although they're changing a lot of them into belong stores. Um, I, I can only speak anecdotally for my, my local area, but even supermarkets, like the yeah. the games kind of area in supermarkets, is shrinking. Like it, 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 it can vary from supermarket to supermarket, and they often make a call depending on the individual supermarket. I know that somebody was telling me once that Sainsbury's had pulled their game section. I wandered into my local Sainsbury's, and it was, it's huge. It's yeah. the biggest game section I've ever seen. I'm like, no, no, it just pulled it in his local area. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's what I mean. I can only talk for my area, but I can say for my area, my area, we've got four Tesco's, a Sainsbury's, and a couple of others. Mm -hmm. And yeah, generally, like the the over the last year or two, the game sections have gone from say a quarter to a third of an aisle to two sections: one for PlayStation, one for Xbox, and then you might have some Switch games along the bottom. Like it's always I always do this thing every year where I'm trying to analyze the market as I go during Q4, and I have to admit I expected Call of Duty to be down. Right, I expected mm. it to be down a little bit as well because last year's Call of Duty did really well. But I didn't expect it to be down as much as it was. In fact, you know the numbers are, you know, back in the do you remember back in the day you sit there and you think there were Call of Duty numbers one and a half million, two million, and I'm talking yeah you know, six, seven years ago, and then there'd be like Gears of War numbers which are like two hundred fifty thousand, and it's like, and uh, Call of Duty was in the Gears of War numbers now, but the Gears yeah. of War numbers are now eighty thousand, yeah. and it's and everything everything's been pulled down, and, it, and it's and um, and I was and I, I do look at these figures and I'm like Ooh. even I'm, I'm constantly surprised by them as well even this week I know don't get me wrong it, it, a game like the new Lego game and the new Starlink game nobody was expecting those to do big numbers week one in fact some people probably expect them to do quite poorly but you know they're they're kids games it's still October games will be selling all the way up to Christmas yeah so, and um, 
so you know it's too early but even then I looked at them and went oh <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, it, and it's, 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 it's a bit like that and and oh this is pure physical sales by the way I'm not, not clearing digital any of this um, so suddenly we'd hope, why is this? Why is the market so down? Is it because the acceleration of digital was probably playing a part? Is it that people are a bit bored? You know, as much as this game, this Christmas should have been amazing, or still could be mm. amazing for big AAA games, because in the UK numbers, every year without fail, FIFA does over a million units, Call of Duty does over a million units, sometimes the EA shooter does over a million units, right? Every year, there's two guaranteed ones and a maybe every year. And then every now and again, every four years or so, you'll get a Fallout, which will do it, or a Skyrim. Yeah. And then you get a, a Red Dead Redemption or, or, or a Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, not, we've got all five in, yeah. one, in one quarter. And it's, it, it's and you've got you know, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, they're on, on the market earlier, a yeah. whole month earlier than usual. So in theory, they could rack up even higher sales than they usually do. So when yeah. FIFA goes, oh, that wasn't that was on, that didn't do as well as normal. Okay, uh, oh, well, that's disappointing. But you know, college, ah, oh, okay, another one. Um, yeah. <laughs> start, that's when the nerves start to kick yeah. in. Right? And um, so, but I think there is an element of all these games are targeting at similar audiences. I know they'll always say, oh, this is a different type of shooter, and this is a different. But it's still mostly men, but um, but eighteen to thirty-four year olds. The people uh, who are going to buy Call of Duty have also possibly bought FIFA. Would probably buy. Battlefield, maybe by Fallout seventy six, or they certainly would, by Red Dead. They'd and, like, like to. Yeah. They probably wouldn't because probably, they don't yeah, have okay, an yes. amount of time, and that's the point. Yeah, and and you have to. If I was, who are they? Are they being selected? Are they all sitting there looking at the lineup, going, oh, New Call of Duty looks good, but it's no single player. You know what? I'm going to wait for Red Dead. Is that? Is there a massive amount of people doing that? And I guess we'll find out this week. I think yeah. Red Dead's probably the one. I don't, I'd be surprised if it was Battlefield. I'll be surprised if it was Fallout 76. I wonder if Battlefield's going to suffer now that it's been delayed so much. Because it was going to come out this week, uh, sorry, last week. It was going to come out last week, a week ahead of Red Dead. It's now been pushed back to late November. I, I did, I did, I had the same query when they did that. And I was like, oh, you want to get it out before Red Dead. But actually, so few games are coming out in November. Yeah, that's um, true. I mean, there's Hitman as well, and there's I Just the, Cause in December. They're in the kind of slot that, that Ubisoft used to take up with some Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, oh, Far Cry, Cry yeah. and those did pretty well didn't they so I, you just have to wonder if there's some people that smash through Red, Red Dead Redemption and get to the end of November and going what's next and then yeah. this new game comes out you know there is there is timing in games can be really tricky I remember people used to say to me the best time to release a game in the beginning of the year is the end of February beginning of March because that's when people would have finished their big game of Christmas yeah. and then they'll be ready for the next one and that's when that's why Ubisoft always Division or something like that, or a Far Cry Five. We've got a lot more people cutting on to that now because now February's getting quite crowded. Because you've got we've had Februarys like this before. We have, yes, yes, but this but one it, is it, particularly it big. It feels yeah. like you know because they're larger games like Anthem, um, Metro Exodus, Crackdown. Days gone until recently, but now that's April. That's moving so. to April, but even then, you've still got a lot of games people are trying to get out. And it's interesting how games have quietly been forgotten about that were due out this year. I mean, you, I'm still wondering whether the medieval game that Sony announced in December would be out this year. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And it's like, it must have been nearly done. I mean, but they, they teased it then, they never showed it, and, they, and it, it, it's, it, maybe it's not coming out at all. Maybe they've gone, you know, this year, let's, let's not. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think I think it's interesting this Christmas. Um, I think Red Dead next week. It'd be interesting, because Red, I actually can't, I normally can do, I often get it wrong, but I can always do a, I always feel quite confident making some form of guess about how well a game is going to do, but actually I have no idea. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, the first one, did 15 million units globally, which is really good, but um, it's but GTA 4, which you know is its sister product, but Grand Theft Auto is a bigger brand, did 30 million, right? So it did half of Grand Theft Auto, that's pretty good. 
GTA 5 did 100 million. Yeah. So what does that mean for Red Dead 2? I mean, the expectation behind this, 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 this company now, does that mean that 15 million is a ridiculous number to even consider uh, it, 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 you know, it only being that? Surely it's going to do, as you were said to me earlier, 1.5 million, you think? It might yeah. Be, I mean, this is UK sales. This is UK sales in week one, I think. I yeah, think. yeah. Like, like, I'm just, I'm intrigued. I think there's, yeah, like the first Red Dead Redemption sold half of what GTA Four did, but I don't think there was no near, there was no near as much confidence in the brand. There, there was a completely different market in terms of physical versus retail. Uh, sorry, it was in May, it came out in May as well. It came out in May around the Christmas. Like I think, I think the fact that Grand Theft Auto Five has been so big for what well, for five years now, it's still you know making headlines on on game sites. It's still got a massive active yeah. audience. I think the fact that Grand Theft Auto still stay, stay more prominent means that the next game from these developers has an even bigger audience yeah. and a lot more uh, anticipation. I, you, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If it, you know, it's easy how easy I'm influenced by how it feels, the market feels. I, yeah. Honestly, I was saying to you about a week and a half ago, I actually, well, maybe it was two weeks ago, I thought, you know what? I don't feel that the hype for Red Dead doesn't seem to be there. I thought people would be talking about it, all they'd be talking about, but they don't seem to be talking about it. And now it's all everyone's talking about. Yeah. Um, I had the same with the Switch, actually. I got that spectacularly wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'm a big Nintendo fan. I wanted it to do well, but I didn't think it was going to do the numbers because it was like a week, two weeks before Switch came out and everyone was talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. It was yeah. Horizon Horizon. And then a week before the Switch came out, nobody was talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. It was all the Switch. And then, of course, it went out and it did great. And... I, 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 I think it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be really big. It doesn't even need to be that big to be the biggest launch of the year for games. Um, uh, the biggest launch of the year was um, FIFA, obviously. Um, but um, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a quite an exciting um, launch. Regardless, I'll be interested to see how it does retail versus digital. We won't see those figures. We won't see those figures. We yeah. never see those figures. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely definitely going to be an interesting interesting few weeks ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's de- Rockstar are always creating conversation. They disappear off the face of the earth for five years, and, and then, then they, come, they, they everyone come, talking, and then everyone's yeah. talking about them. Um, but um, and not always for the right reasons. But sometimes they are. It will be. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting week. Definitely. Well, that is all we've got time for. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, you can check out our previous episodes on all good podcasting platforms. In the meantime, you can find all of your news, insight, and analysis into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz. Thank you.